Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. Your weekly program will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. So make sure you're secure in your bunker, and let's start the show. Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. My name is Joseph, and I am the host of this podcast. Each and every week, we discuss topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. And this week, it's going to be talking about World War III, how it can start, kind of how it could affect the Earth and the rest of us as a population. But before we start with the episode, please, if you haven't already, go ahead and give this a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And don't forget to tell your family and friends about it so we can continue to grow the podcast. But without further ado, let's start the episode. So, as I said at the beginning of the episode, this episode's going to be about World War II, kind of talking about how it could start, what could go on, who would be involved, how it would affect the environment, and kind of how it would affect us in general. Obviously, being through two world wars already, we kind of get an understanding of what that kind of does to the landscape. Obviously, there's quite a few places that have a lot of blast damage from missiles and stuff like that. There's also a lot of places that have been hit by nuclear radiation just because of the buildings that were destroyed around it. But before we get too far into it, I just want to make a quick disclaimer. One, this is just going to be a purely speculative kind of talking about how it could happen, much like the zombie apocalypse. I'm not here to tell anybody that World War III is going to happen, nor am I out to make it anybody's fault. I know we have a few listeners here and there that kind of listen from all around the world, and I just want to make sure anybody listening doesn't feel ostracized like I'm blaming them or blaming a country that they may live in. So, again, just a disclaimer, I'm not saying that anybody's going to start anything. This is purely just speculative for you to enjoy. Also, let's not get political. Um, This is a very open and inviting podcast. So once again, I'm going to be talking about stuff, but I'm not taking a political side. I'm not taking a personal stance. This is all just speculative, but we'll go ahead and start now. So first, we'll start with the who. So this one, there's not necessarily a definitive answer or a definitive who could start it. It could be us. It could be whoever. But we all know that the current situation going on in Ukraine right now, which is a very unfortunate and sad situation that is going on, that Russia is kind of imposing their will on Ukraine and anybody that stands in their way, obviously they're not going to take too lightly to that. That is one option. Another option could be we have some really big tension between us and China, like I said. They could also be a big contender. I know that they have a pretty big army, and they're doing pretty well for themselves. It would be kind of devastating for us because I know we get some of our stuff from China as China gets some of our stuff from us. So, I mean, that could be a big one. Or also, we have a little bit of tension with North Korea. Um, I'm not 100% sure how that's escalated. I know back, way back, and like, The 2014 area, if I'm not mistaken, um, there was some missile issues where our missiles were placed and where their missiles were placed. So, I mean, that could be another option. 
But again, we won't point fingers. We'll move on to the how does it infect the environment. Now, this one is a big one just because there's been a World War One and obviously a World War Two. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about World War Three. But between those two world wars, between any war really that has been fought between anybody, there is always kind of a devastating effect that it has on the landscape, unfortunately, whether that be blowing big crater-sized holes due to napalm or missiles of some kind, napalm burning down forests because it's just a very gel solution that falls. When it breaks open, it starts fires. We used it in Vietnam War. Obviously, there are various types of missiles that I'm not too versed on, so I won't try to venture to guess what they could be. But between leaving craters, as I talked about at the beginning, there's also very vastly dangerous effects that could happen if we burned down a building or if we shot down or one of the missiles were redirected into a different kind of building. Like I said, we might have a Chernobyl situation on our hands. That wasn't necessarily because of a missile, but I'm just saying if there was a nuclear plant nearby or any kind of medical waste, really, that would just flow into the water or onto the land, I mean, it would be devastating for most of the plants and animals. And to be honest, they already have a hard enough time between pollution and climate control and you know just in general with their normal everyday lives quote unquote if you can call them everyday lives being hunted or hunting with their food supply being taken down because we're building houses and stuff quite honestly the environment would look terrible if there was another world war because we just have we already have such a profound effect on what the environment is already, and if another world war would happen, I don't necessarily know how that would look for the environment. I mean, climate control is already a problem, but if we have all them nukes and missiles and stuff going off, not even getting to the part of would there be an Earth left for us to live, but also we'd be widening that climate control, we'd be affecting the biodiversity is out there. I mean, it would be pretty devastating for anything and everything that lives in that area, wherever this world war would take. Again, I hate to pull from movies necessarily, but if you go look at any history books, pictures from World War One, World War Two, you'll see what I'm talking about. But if we look at stuff like 1917, or we look at stuff from Saving Private Ryan, those aren't necessarily... Like, all that can happen, obviously, there's been towns devastated, burned to the ground, pillaged, whatever you want to call it. But on some of those, when you look at the no-man zone, what that's in between you and the enemy, and there's nothing but, unfortunately, bodies, and you see constant craters because... An airstrike will come in, it'll blow up part of part of the ground, part of the earth, whatever you want to call it, and there'll just be craters massively in all these areas. And when you think about it, once the world's over, yeah, some people might come to try and rebuild these towns and rebuild kind of the population that was in this area, but nobody's coming around with a truckload of dirt constantly filling in every one of these craters. They just kind of form and they'll either grow into something else, their vegetation will move in. Point being is what we do to our Earth, we need to be careful about, especially when it comes to world war. Obviously, when war is waged, we're not necessarily worried about the landscape and the ecosystem, but that's just something we got to think about. 
both in 1917 and Saving Private Ryan. Some of the main characters obviously walk through some of the cities. Also, if you want to pull from another one, Fury is another good war movie. But as you're watching the main characters go through some of these towns in 1917, one of the main characters is walking through a German town that is just on fire. Another one in Saving Private Ryan is they're going through and you just see rubbles of what used to be buildings and beautiful artifacts and all that stuff just crumbled right there on the ground. And so this is kind of something that, like I said, I'm talking about. We're not really thinking about what we're doing other than we're trying to stay alive and win the war for our people. But at the same time, the leftover effects of, okay, the war is over. We're going back to where we came from. Obviously, who's left to clean up? whoever lived there before, which leads into the next part of this conversation, which would be us. If World War III happened, what would happen to the human population in general? Well, unfortunately, if we're going to get really sad about it, it's going to be devastation. Obviously, people are going to go to war, people are going to fight, and whether that be us or the enemies, or if we're not even in it, our allies, enemies, you know, whoever, it just turns into just a bloodbath. Obviously, some people, unfortunately, are going to die, and that's the terrible part about war. And not only that, wherever you live, all of those memories that you have, your home, I mean, it could just be destroyed. Innocent people can be killed. I mean, us as a population, when war happens, it doesn't end well for us. I mean, if we end up winning the war, if we end up losing the war, obviously the main mentality is, okay, we rebuild and we try and hold peace for as long as we can. But obviously it's inevitable that conflict's going to come up. It's just a matter of how we handle it. And unfortunately, there are some people that end up becoming an unwanted casualty when, again, you just live in the area or you just happen to be in the area in which there's a surprise attack that you don't even know that they're just coming to try and take some intelligent office. And so us as a population, we never fare well when it comes to war. Like we celebrate those who have fought and we always thank them. And here I would like to say thank you to all those who have fought and who continue to fight. But also at the same time, we have to recognize all those people that were lost, all those people that weren't even fighting, that wasn't even their fight to fight but they still ended up dying as a casualty when they weren't even a part of it. So another thing that we need to look at is Earth. This is another thing that I've thought about a lot and that kind of when I see this in the news, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Like it's a good thing that we're thinking about it. But a lot of the time when Earth comes up and Earth comes up with climate control and all of these other problems that we have that's going on right now with all these fossil fuels and such, mainly environmental stuff, people talk about how we need to leave Earth as soon as possible and go to Mars or go to inhabit another planet that can support us and be almost as inhabitable as the Earth is, while some other people are divided saying we need to stay here and fix kind of what we started, this problem that we've caused, we can still fix it if we do these little things, or at the very least, we might not be able to fix it to where it goes back to when it was way, way back when, but we could stop it or slow down enough to where it still be inhabitable for the rest of our lives, maybe for our children and grandchildren's lives. 
And so when we think about World War III or a world war in general, I mean, look at World War II. We dropped two bombs in Japan, two nuclear bombs. And at that time, people were developing nuclear bombs for their own country and their own armies, but there weren't as many widespread at that time. Then the Cold War came, Russia got more of their nuclear weapons, and now since then, I imagine many places around the world have their own nuclear weapons to try and defend, one, their homeland, and two, if there is a conflict that comes up, they'll need nuclear bombs just like everybody else has. And that's where the real problem lies, because if there's quite a few countries that are in this world war that think the only option is to drop a nuclear bomb on the opponent, well, then if everybody's just dropping nuclear bombs, that can lead to some very real problems with the Earth. One of which being the fallout from these nuclear bombs. Obviously, we've seen the deformities and unfortunately the birth defects that have happened from the bombs that we dropped. And those are just horrible, unable to, you're not able to unsee those things or unlearn those things when you see what has happened when we drop those bombs. So if that happens to, say, another town or another city of unaware civilians, then I mean, what are you going to do? You can't really do anything about it. Anyone in that radius is probably going to die, unfortunately, and then the radiation will happen and it'll be a nuclear fallout for the environment. Anybody else that lives there, they're going to have to try and get everybody out of that vicinity. And then you got to think, okay, how are we going to retaliate? Well, again, you keep dropping these bombs, making craters. Not only that, dropping multiple bombs could have some kind of reaction. Once again, I'm not well-versed in that kind of nuclear reaction. I don't know what would happen, but I could tell you it's probably not a good thing. And we have people like Elon Musk that says we can colonize Mars and we need to get there by 2030 or whatever, because in that way we can start inhabiting that planet. We can start trying to build a more stable future for the little ones, for what grandchildren people may have. And the problem I have with that is, again, we move to that planet. Only a certain amount of people are going to be able to move to that because, one, you got to have the money, you got to have the resources. And I imagine you got to be able to contribute to society somehow, being a doctor, being a lawyer, being some kind of government official, you know, having that kind of new structure for the new society so that when everybody that knew how society worked before eventually dies or passes away because they're old enough to where it's just natural causes, then the future generations will know because we brought doctors and we brought all of these people that can do all these things to Mars, but then that leaves some people on Earth. Obviously, it'll take a long time if we're trying to transport everybody from Earth to Mars because there are billions of people. You can't just do that in a matter of a couple of years. It'll take quite a long time. And with that being said, then what's going to happen to Mars, say, in 2,000 years, 10,000 years? I mean, there's still going to be conflict. There's still going to be you know, use for fossil fuels and other energy sources that we still need to live and power homes and get food and stuff like that. I just feel like if we're here, we're already here. We've already established quite a bit of what we need. We just need to find a sustainable resource so that we can continue living here safely. And yes, it would be very nice to go into space or to colonize a different planet because eventually 
the earth isn't going to be around forever so we'll need that backup or that planet might not be there forever so we need another backup but i'm just saying we need to stick with what we have right now and work and try and make better what we have right now and with that being said a world war three would be devastating for both us the landscape and realistically our survival on here on earth or even getting to mars and talking about this with other people, again, not to get too far out there and too conspiracy theory, because that's not what we're doing here. But again, to pull from another movie, if only the rich or the important can go colonize a different country, then you're kind of looking at something like Elysium, where there's a whole nother planet or a whole nother structure built by people that can afford to live there. But then all of the resources we need here we would need someone to train us on how to do it or we'd need to learn how to do it on our own. And given how long it's taken this long to understand what we're doing and what we're doing right now, it would be very hard for if everybody left that was important or everybody that is important to start the new colony, then you're kind of leaving us here as in just to pretty much die and fend for ourselves, which again is something that we've done in the past, cavemans and such, but you know, it's still something to think about when you think about, you know, if we leave Mars, is that going to be for everybody or is that only going to be for people that can shell out a million dollars for a ticket to go? Because then that leaves out quite a bit of us, which is another sad reality that we got to think about. Another thing to think about when you're talking about a World War Three is how it would be fought. Before, if you look at the timeline, you know, you got the Revolutionary War. It was all muskets standing in a line, shooting, firing cannons, stuff like that. You moved to World War One, where there was a little bit more modern technology, but still guns and, you know, loading and stuff like that. Moving to World War Two, we got bombs and we got missiles and such like that. And now looking at a World War Three that could happen in the future, could happen we don't know when it could happen, but we have more technology to where cyber warfare is definitely a serious thing that you need to think about. If you're looking at the 1940s, 1945, when World War II was happening, when people thought about cyber attacks and stuff like that, it'd be very different from what we'd have now. People all over the world can hack into computers. They can steal money from wherever. There's plenty of people out there that have tried bitcoin and i know bitcoin is a big thing where everybody thinks it's going to be the new currency but yet you hear stories about these people that have bought bitcoin or kind of fell into these pyramid schemes or scams and then suddenly they invest a hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars in bitcoin and then suddenly someone takes it from them just like that because they can get through the internet hack into computers hack into anything they need to and take that money so again there will probably be nukes and bombs and guns. Once again, not to bring up more tragedy, but looking at the Ukraine situation, there are tanks and stuff that were brought in by the Russians, came in and just started blasting and pretty much blowing everything up. That is still a possibility that could happen, but also we need to look at the fact that how we communicated back in 1945 with different codes through the radio and stuff like that, that's not how we can do it now. Now that we have more technology... You have to be careful about how you send your information to the people on the front lines because it can be easily intercepted like it's nobody's business. Probably some high school student knows how to hack a basic level or put in a some kind of virus on a computer. I mean, it's not hard to figure out, but at the same time, it's still very dangerous and something 
that could potentially bring a new look on how World War III could go down. Some people, when we, when I was in a history class and we were talking about it, and someone brought up the fact that technical warfare could be something in the future, some people thought that that's how the next World War III would happen. It wouldn't happen with people and trying to shoot each other and blow people up. I mean, that's still a possibility, but they thought that it would just be over computers taking down an economy by hacking into their system or, you know, draining money from different offshore bank accounts because they can hack into it. World War Three definitely could be a cyber war, which is another scary thing because then again, you have to train your army for maybe something you're not particularly ready for. I mean, you could be ready for because the army could be ready for everything. Literally any possibility out there, maybe they've trained for it, but that's something just to think about. And lastly, I'm going to group in what people would be fighting for and also what it would look like after World War III. Because basically, the first one, what people would be fighting for in World War III is a really wide variety of things. Obviously, there's oil, there's fossil fuels, there's energy, there's land that we could want, there's just money in general, or you just want to take down a population and grow your pretty much your population. Looking back at all of the wars, not just the world wars, but all of them have been fought over various things. Like I said, World War II, the Nazis wanted to take over the entire world. I mean, looking at the Gulf War and stuff like that, people were fighting over oil and land and how to keep their own resources to themselves while other people wanted to either share it or take that resource from themselves. So really, when you think about what World War Three could be started over, I mean, throw a stone into the pond. It's a very wide variety of things. It could be multiple things. I mean, they all could be possibilities. So that's why I kind of lumped this one and what we would look like after World War Three together, because the first one isn't much of a talking point, really. I mean, we can list off the things that people would fight for, and you could probably point at one be like, yep, I could see that happening. What we would look like after the war would be kind of devastating for certain areas, but most importantly, I think it'd be devastating for everybody. Like I said, after World War II, when the U.S. won, I mean, obviously, everybody was happy when they got home. It was a big celebration, but we were still looking at major problems and major horrendous acts that happened throughout the war that, yeah, we may have won the physical war, but mentally and emotionally, everybody was destroyed it was not a win for anybody like i said we've already covered the topic of the earth earth would obviously be in tatters towns buildings landscape it would just all be terrible but the people inside i mean we're talking about we people can already discuss that they have ptsd obviously they have mental issues coming back from the war because that is a very terrible and taxing thing that has happened on people people's bodies have been ruined by the war and that's just something that people know going into it and are willing to do other times as i've said civilians that just get caught in the crossfire have to live with what has happened and so really after world war ii i would say we're not the same no we're never the same after a war but after world war three excuse me i think i said world war ii that last time i meant world war three we wouldn't really be the same looking at who we are as people what has happened, what has transpired, and really how we move forward. It would be devastating to figure out 
how we'd move forward and how we could still call ourselves humanity and how humanity needs to be one with each other when really we're just fighting amongst each other. Like I said, looking at World War II, I mean, we celebrate those vets as we should, and we are still appreciative and we still think about all of those casualties and stuff because, again, that was a very terrible thing that had to happen, and we recognize them and we, you know, send prayers to their family and think about their family because they're going through a hard time. But look at all the atrocities that had happened during World War II. Nobody came out of that fine. Nobody came out of that feeling, hey, we just won a war. This is great. We're the best. This is the best feeling in the world. Because, again, that's not how it came out just because of everything that happened. So at the end of World War III, the question would just be, how do we go forward? Not necessarily what happens now or not necessarily how do we feel or, you know, what now. It's just how do we move forward? How do we rebuild civilizations that may have been destroyed? And how do we prevent this from happening next time? So, again, we can try and hold peace for as long as we can. Meanwhile, working on other things such as climate change, relocating to maybe another planet, and just overall trying to live our lives. I just want to preface the end of this video just by saying, everybody that has made a sacrifice, I just want to say thank you so much for what you've done for us and what you've done for your country. Again, I know it's not how maybe you pictured your life. Maybe you pictured your life just living in a nice suburban area. Other times, maybe you've enlisted in the army and this is kind of what you're looking for. But at the same time, most of the time when you go out there, it's just a lot of hurt. It's a lot of devastation. It's a lot of just seeing stuff that really nobody should ever have to see. Because when we, when we think about it at the end of the day, we are people, we're all people, and we should really just be able to get along and thrive on the earth. But unfortunately, that's just not how it works sometimes. And I know there's constantly fighting, and I know people need to just go out there, and they need to be proud of what they're doing, and they need to defend their country, they need to defend their honor. And that's admirable, because again, some people can't go into the army. Some people can't go out there and do that by certain ailments and such like that. So again, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I really hope this has been a thought-provoking episode. I feel like it'd be inappropriate to say I hope you enjoyed the episode just because we have talked about some very horrendous things and just had to think about some very horrendous things that have happened. And like I said, when we're talking about this, we're talking about all wars and we're talking about the suffering of everybody. We're not singling anybody out. We're not saying that one person is going to start this or it's one person's fault. There's a lot of atrocities that are happen happening around the world at this time. Unfortunately, like I said, the Ukraine situation, there have been other times where there's been hostilities between the U.S. and other countries or some European countries and other countries. I mean, there's always conflict and this is always something to think about. That World War III could happen at any time. And really, you just need to be ready. You need to hug those that you love. Because you never know when an atrocity could happen. And like I said, me personally, I hope that World War III never happens. Just because with all of the technology and all of the bombs we have now, it's very scary to think that we'll come out the other end and still be able to have civilization, better, better lives. We'll just come out either completely destroyed because we've destroyed ourselves and the planet, or we come out devastated because, again, so many people have fought for what they believe is right, 
and so many people have died knowing what they're doing is right and neither side may be correct but thank you so much for listening i appreciate you guys a ton like i said i'm super sorry about how this episode seems like it's such a heavy topic when we come back next week we'll have a more lighter topic maybe we'll talk about a movie maybe we'll do a conspiracy theory but like i said i hope this has been very thought-provoking and i hope you still listen to the episode and you still come back to the podcast i appreciate you guys very very much please tell your friends tell your family maybe share it on social media so that more people can come to the podcast and we can keep working on building up this community so that i can still produce good content for you guys hopefully better episodes and such like that and make sure to please try and leave a five-star review it'd just be nice to know that you guys are liking what i'm putting out and it helps boost morale and it also helps give feedback on what i can do better for you guys but like i said thank you all so much for the support i hope you have a great day and remember stay safe love one another and i'll see you guys next week Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you like what you heard, come back next week for another episode as we post a new episode every Thursday. Every Thursday. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next time.